morning's uh, mojo call. You know, we do these on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 8 a.m., and we do them to give you a little jump start to your day to, uh, to get you up, get you going, get you on the right mindset. And on Monday mornings at 8 a.m., we have a special leadership call that you can qualify for to get on, and that's a live call with our senior vice presidents where they will do a Q&A, and uh, when they do that, you can ask them questions. And so if you've ever wanted to be uh, personally coached by a senior vice president, that's your chance to get on there, and you can earn your way onto that call, find out from whoever invited you into the business how to get on there. So this morning, I want to talk to you about change. And uh, change is something that none of us like. I don't know why it is, but they say that is the biggest fear human beings have, and that is change. And there's a saying out there by Mr. John Maxwell that says this, you have to give up to grow up. You have to give up to grow up. So what does that mean? Well, if you want to have change, you must change. There's a poem by a guy named James R. Sherman. It says this, though you cannot go back to the start, my friend, you can begin today and make a new end. I mean, how many times do we look at where we're at in life? We're like, oh man, not where I wanted to be, where I'm at today. The great news is this. You cannot go back to the start, but you can begin today and make a new end. However, most people will not change. They don't want to change. And so why do we fear the change? Well, it's because a lot of times I think is because pain. There's pain involved with change. I mean, let's, let's talk about some of the uh, pain points that are out there in life when you have change. How about uh, having children? There's some pain in that, right? Um, it's worth it in the long run, but when you're having kids in the beginning, there's a lot of pain involved. And all the ladies are out there shaking their heads because they go through a lot more than we guys do. Um, that part of it, it's always worth it in the end. And most people say, I would never give up my kids. But if they had told you in the beginning how much it, hassle it was going to be and how much work it was going to be, you might have thought a little bit longer about it before you did them. Um, there's all kinds of different change out there. How about quitting smoking, right? There is some pain involved. There's a withdrawal coming off the nicotine. The pain part is there, but in the long run, is it worth it not to get lung cancer, not to die early, not to get all the other things that happen? Of course, right? But we focus a lot of times on the initial part, the pleasure that we're missing out. How about losing weight? You know, not eating those double stuff Reese cups, 10 of them a day, and the Popeye's chicken that I love. It's, it's difficult to give it up, but in the long run is not being overweight and all the health challenges that go with it. Is it worth it? And the answer is, of course. But in the temporary part, the pain and the pleasure you miss out on. How about getting into shape, right? Your muscles are going to ache and hurt. You got to give up some time to go to the gym. How about working on your relationships? There's some pain involved in growing to become a better person to to be around. How about uh, making more money? I mean, you know, goals are coming up here. 2020 is coming. It's the end of a decade. Tons of people are going to have huge New Year's resolutions coming up here uh, in two months for for New Year's. Uh, They're going to look back. People are going to reflect back on the last 10 years, where they've been, where they're at. And they're all going to say this. I want to make more money in this new year and in this decade, in the 2020 decade, right? And the problem is to make more money involves pain. People are going to have to change. 
And so change involves sacrifice, but it is worth it in the long run. Let me tell you a story about a gentleman who started off. He came from very poor parents. They worked in the service industry, and he decided he was going to work his tail off and work his way up the corporate ladder. By the age of 32, he was the youngest vice president ever in the history of a company called Pillsbury, a giant company. And he was there, and he had hit the top level except becoming president and CEO. But he knew where he was at at vice president at 32, that he would never be the president of CEO because he was a mathematician. He was in charge of the systems and the analysts. He was never involved in revenue production. And so he knew he had to make a change if he was ever going to achieve his dream. Now look, he was cushy, great house, good money, had a good family, but he knew to grow up, he was going to have to give up. And so he took a step backwards and went to Burger King and became a fourth assistant manager, fourth assistant manager. Now imagine this, he's in this this burger school with recent college graduates and young kids and he's the old guy in his 30s who's there. What did all his family and friends say about it? I mean, he's giving up this incredible position at Pillsbury to go backwards and work inside a Burger King flipping burgers as a fourth assistant manager. Well, from there, the story goes on. He grows up and climbs to the top ranks of Burger King over years and years and years. It required pain. He had to move. There were people in the industry that didn't want him to make it. Um, People that fought against him, right, worked against him. But he worked his way up, and he got to the top of Burger King. And when he got there... He was offered the opportunity to take over as CEO and and rebuild a failing franchise called Godfather's Pizza. And Godfather's Pizza was failing. It was going under. But he knew to grow up, he had to give up. And so he gave up his cushy position at the top of Burger King and went and took over a failing franchises of Godfather's Pizza and rebuilt them to the behemoth they were. And this gentleman, he actually one day even ran for president of the United States. Now, he didn't win the presidency um, or the nomination, but uh, I don't think you can call it a failure uh, if you're in the top there running for to become president of the United States. And if you haven't figured out who I'm talking about, I'm talking about a man named Herman Cain. Herman Cain. So the story there is this. He had to give up to grow up. He could have stopped at 32. He had hit vice president of Pillsbury, made tons and tons of money and stayed there. But he knew he was killing his potential by sitting there and not growing up. So to grow up, it involves trade-offs. He had to trade off. And you know, here as a youngster, we're very willing to give up Uh, stuff to grow up. It's easy because we don't have that much stuff, right? But the further on we get in life and the more of an adult we become, we have money, we have a house, we have job security. I'm using air quotes when I say security. It's hard to give that stuff up. You have prestige, right? Uh, You belong to the country club, things like that. It's hard to give those things up to do a trade-off to make a change to grow up. It becomes more difficult. And so these choices we have, you, what if you made a bad choice? I mean, that could make life harder. Or worse, what if you make no choice? That definitely makes life harder. So these trade-offs, you have to understand that we don't always get what we want, but we always get what we choose. Let me say that again. We don't always get what we want, but we always get what we choose. So how can you help yourself make good trade-offs? Well, there's some questions you can ask yourself. There's two of them, actually. Number one is write, sit down and write out the pluses and minuses of the trade-offs. If you just allow your mind to go, 
You're going to avoid the pain and you're going to move towards pleasure when you make a trade-off for a decision. That's just what's going to happen because as human beings, we're very reactive creatures. We tend to just go straight to, you know what? That looks painful. This looks pleasurable. That's the direction I'm going to go. Give me an extra helping of triple chocolate cake, right? Uh, Is that just me or anybody else on the line feel my pain on that? But what are the pluses and minuses of the trade-off? And sit down and actually put it on paper. That requires critical thinking and it also slows down that impulsive reaction to go for the, the instant pleasure, the instant gratification. And then question number two is ask this. If I'm going to choose this change, this pain, what's my attitude going to be? Am I just going to go through this change or will I grow through this change? Am I, so that, again, is that, am I going to go through the change? That's a poor attitude. Or will I grow through the change? And so let's talk about ACN, how it works with that. See, what are the pluses and minuses of the trade-off of doing ACN? Well, you know, you have to give up uh, your Saturday mornings of sleeping in on Saturdays. You need to go and you need to do some training. You need to go to the business opportunity meeting. That's a give up, right? You have to give up to grow up. What about also having to go to the international? You're going to have to give up uh, three-day weekends to go to the international to get training and to get better. To grow up, you're going to have to give up. So what are the pluses as well? You're going to make more money and you're going to make it in a better way with residual income and you're going to meet new friends. So there you go. Those are the pluses and minuses of the trade-off. So now it's all dependent on what is my attitude. Am I just going to go through the change? Am I just going to go to the Saturday training? Am I just going to go to the international? Or do I go there with an attitude of I'm going to grow through the change? That's what we have to look at when you go to ACN. So let me tell you about a story about a woman here in Central Ohio. Two years ago, she took a look, take a look at ACN and she decided that where her life was going to be, she was no longer going to follow. She was a single mom in her teenage years and uh, married and then divorced by the age of 21. Single mom. She had worked in a factory just like uh, she had seen her family do it and her mom had done it and her mom became disabled from working at the factory and she decided after 22 years of being at the factory, I'm not going to end up like my mom and I need to have a change. Now she had no business background. She'd never spoke in front of the room. In fact, when you talk to her, she'd tell you, I don't even read that well, right? And so this woman said, I'm going to make a change. I'm willing to go through the pain. And she connected with Miss Donna Perkins, and together they worked together, and she will be the next regional director promoted this week here in Central Ohio. And she has since retired herself from the factory, and that woman's name is Chastity Leonard. She had an incredible business opportunity. She started her own meeting now, running up in Marion, Ohio, north of Columbus, and she's a true leader and growing through the changes, the painful changes that she has had to do. And we are super proud of her. And she's inspiring tons of people here in Central Ohio. So the trade-offs require, they require tough and painful personal changes. So the saying is this, a lot of us know it, but it's worth saying again. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Again, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So change is not always easy but it is always possible, always possible, okay? So if you change before you have to, you can have a big win, and it's a very difficult decision to change before you have to. If you change when you have to, you can still win, that's called adapting. It won't be as big a win, but it's definitely a win. If you change after you have to, that can lead to a loss. 
and then refusing to change is the death of your potential. So um, we've seen that happen many times in people's lives. Change can feel like a loss because the price you must pay must be upfront and in full. We hear Mr. Greg Provenzano talk about that all the time, that in ACN, the price must be paid upfront and in full before you get to win. And so the person I've seen experiencing that right now is Ms. Donna Perkins. She has been running hard and paying the price doing regional vice president activities for well over a year. Everything that a regional vice president would do, she's been doing it for over a year. And here, very shortly in the coming weeks, um, she is going to be promoted to regional vice president. As far as I know, the first ever solo female regional vice president promoted here in the state of Ohio, to my understanding. And we're super excited. She's inspiring people also, especially you ladies, women winning Wednesday ladies, right? So how do you get past the pain. Well, you focus on the upcoming benefits. We call it your why a lot of times, right? So for example, getting better sleep, getting better nutrition, better exercise, and your personal growth. You know, all of these things that can change you and improve your life are free. Getting better sleep is free. Getting better nutrition is free. Better exercise and personal growth. All of those things are free, but they require some pain. So how do you go to grow through it? Well, you focus on the upcoming benefits. So what I've been taught now about food is rather than focusing on the taste at the moment it hits my mouth, focus on where is this going to put me in five years if I continue this from here? How am I going to feel if I have better nutrition and better choices? It's still hard. I won't lie. But anyways, um, so what about bad trade-offs? What if you made a bad trade-off? Well, you know what? You can always make a U-turn. You can always make a U-turn and you can start again, hit the reset button again today and start a new ending today, right? We heard the poem earlier that talked about that. And so the higher you climb in life, the tougher the trade-offs. Now, it's interesting when we're talking about people, when we go to recruit people, have you ever noticed sometimes that the people that are cushy, uh, they got their cushy, comfortable life, right? And they're just coasting. Um, a lot of the time, because they've climbed so high and gotten so comfortable, it's tough for them to decide to make the trade-off, even though they know it could give them an even better life in the future. The pain for them of changing and doing something different, learning new skills is difficult for them. Because you know what? The skills that got you here where you are now will not get you there. We also have a saying that says this in ACN, the IBOs that got you here will not get you there. Right, So whatever position you're in right now, the people that have got you to that position in ACN with your team, they're not going to get you to where you want to go. It's going to require new people and new skills. And Henry David Thoreau said it the best, the price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. And so here's a sad story for a lot of people, especially people that are really comfortable and really successful. The story of this, an epitaph, if you will, the could have, the might have, and the really saddest story is the should have, right? So we have these stories we don't want to end up. I mean, we don't want to end up at the end of our life saying, man, I could have, I might have, or I should have. We don't want to end up there. No one that's listening today says that about their life. Man, I'm cool at the end of my life if I end up saying could have, might have, should have. So how do we end up that not being our story? That we played our life out, that we hit our full potential. Well, 
you have to have some trade-off ideas. And here's some suggestions. I got these from John Maxwell, uh, the guy I respect him a ton. And uh, he had these five trade-off suggestions. And here they are. Trade financial security today for future potential. That was one. He has five of them. Trade immediate gratification today for growth and success in the future. I thought that was an incredible one. The immediate gratification, almost nine times out of ten, if something is immediately gratifying today, it's not good for you in the long run. That's what he said. I thought that was great. Like that food you want to eat, right? Um, Can you tell I'm hungry this morning? Anyways, uh, number three. Um, Trade the fast life for the good life. And a really great definition for good life is worth writing down. A good life definition is this. It's in a, being in a place you belong with people you love, doing the right work on purpose, having purpose with what you're doing for a living. I thought that was great. He said, all, he said be willing to trade security for significance. I thought that was great. Like a lot of times people get in that job, that J-O-B, right? And they feel secure. I'm using air quotes again because there's no such thing as job security. Trade that for being something significant. I thought that was incredible. And then his fifth trade-off was this. Trade addition for multiplication. I didn't understand what that was, but so let me describe that to you. What that means is this. Addition is just asking yourself this question. What can I do for others? That's addition, okay? Trade that for multiplication is, what can I do with others? Oh my gosh, I thought that described ACN so much, right? What can I do with others? In other words, leadership. Who can I lead? What can we all go out and create together as a group? How many lives can we change? That's changing by multiplication. It's basically becoming this. We're going to become a river of help to others versus a reservoir of assets to myself. Don't keep yourself to yourself. Become a leader. Become a mentor. Help someone. Give what you have and help someone. Help a young person. If you're not somebody who wants to be in front of a big group, being a leader, be a one-on-one mentor and watch how it changes your life. Because here's the reality. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Because significance, according to James Allen, is this. He who would accomplish little must sacrifice little. But he who would achieve much must sacrifice much. And so here's my wrap up on this. Here's your to-do list. Number one, write your own list of trade-offs of what you will give up and for what long-term benefit. Maybe it's for your health. Maybe it's giving up smoking. Maybe it's giving up uh, your diet, the way you eat. Or maybe it's giving up entertainment for personal growth. What is it? What's the trade-off that you will give up and what's the long-term benefit and will it be worth it? Also, you need to write a list of what are your untouchables that are non-negotiable. What will you not give up? You're not going to give up your faith. You're not going to give up your family. You're not going to give up your fitness. What are your untouchables? Your health, right? And make sure you write that down, which you're not willing to give up. And the number three is this. What trade needs to happen right now, today? What do you need to trade in right now, today? You know what it is. It popped in your head right now. You already know what it is. It needs to happen right now and make it happen. So that's it, guys. For things to change, you must change, and the change is always worth it. So thanks for joining me today. Hope everybody has a great one. Go out there and kill it. I will see all of you in Long Beach, California in just a few weeks.